Happy Thursday, Thirsty Thursday. I hope you're all having a great, productive week. And if you're not having a productive week, then <laughs> good for you. Um, you're kicking it back and relaxing, as you should in these tumultuous times. I don't even have anything else to say other than the fact that if you haven't seen the Match Made in Hell commercial by Ryan, Ryan Reynolds on YouTube or Instagram or TikTok, wherever it's circulating, you have to stop everything you're doing right now and watch it because... It's a genius commercial. It's really funny. It's a satirical commercial. You know, Satan is matches on a dating app with 2020. You know, you can imagine the jokes and whatnot. There's funny. It's a very funny montage of all the of Satan and 2020, a beautiful girl. Um, and Ryan Reynolds, of course, dressed up as Satan, uh, you know, going to movies, going to different sporting events and literally nobody's in the stadium. And then there's the 2020 girl running out of the bathroom with every single roll of toilet paper. Genius, hysterical. Just watch it. But what's incredible about this commercial is that Love Story by Taylor Swift is playing, and it's not the original version. It is the new version of the re-recorded music that she is putting out for all of us fans eventually. It's not done yet, but there was a very specific reason why I decided to start this episode with that particular number. is because our first two stories have to do with that particular holy momentous moment of the commercial is great. There's also Easter eggs in it, because in true Taylor Swift fashion, of course there's going to be Easter eggs in the commercial and or moment that she puts out there, but... I literally, as a fan of Taylor Swift, can't even handle myself right now. It literally is the best early Christmas gift ever. I don't even know when she's going to put out a new album. I don't care if it's in 2025. I just literally can't wait for it because I can't wait for Love Story. And I can't wait for Out of the Woods, which is my personal favorite Taylor Swift song. So, bravo, Ryan Reynolds. Bravo, Taylor Swift. Literally, you're doing the damn thing. This is just fantastic. Just what I needed on a very long Wednesday yesterday. But, um, yeah, I just... Uh, what a moment. What a moment. What a moment. Bravo, bravo. So, I guess without further ado, everybody, uh, let's hop into our four... How many stories do I have today? I have, oh, I have four, one, two, three, four. Oh, I have five stories for you today. Two about Taylor Swift, two about Housewives, and uh, one sort of off-the-beaten-cuff story. So without further ado, everybody, our first story of the day comes from TMZ. Taylor Swift, here's a taste of new love story, thanks to Ryan Reynolds. Woohoo! There's a There's an update, of course, but I'm going to read the original story, then, of course, update. Um, Taylor Swift is teasing. Her first recorded, re-recorded hit in a new hilarious new ad starring Ryan Reynolds as the devil. Taylor and Ryan teamed up to pimp the dating site Match. Uh, to team, wait, what? Taylor and Ryan teamed up to pimp the dating site Match. And the commercial features the singer's redo of her 2008 track Love Story. It's the first time fans are getting to hear what Taylor's re-recorded masters sound like. Oh, loving it. And then, of course, TMZ provides a tweet via Taylor Swift. Um, okay, so while my new re-recorded, re, well, okay, sorry, I literally can't even talk today. Okay, so, 
well, my new re-records are not done, my friend Ryan at Vansity Reynolds, um, asked me if you could use a snippet for uh, a LOL, some commercial he wrote. So here's a sneak peek of Love Story, working hard to get the new music to you soon. <laughs> As you know, Taylor says she's hard at work or re-recording her first six albums because she wants ownership of the songs. Remember, her masters were scooped up by Scooter Braun and recently sold again, and Taylor's pissed about not owning her own work. While Taylor makes it sound like she's far from done in the studio, she says Ryan hit her up, asking to use a snippet of her new love story in the ad, and she wanted to give her fans a sneak peek. What's interesting is whether there's any discernible difference from her original 2008 track. Uh, check it out on the side. Um, you know what? Before I read the update, I think there's a little bit of a difference. Her voice has matured, and it sounds like a more mature set of eyes. I think this is a genius thing, and I think she's gonna. She's obviously a trailblazer, Taylor Swift, but I think this is going to be a new pattern for her. A lot of musicians, when they go back and re-record their old music for ownership of their masters or whatever may reason, artistic fulfillment. And I think it's a genius idea. I think it's sort of unprecedented and it's fabulous. And I literally, as a fan of hers, can't wait. So the update to this story, which is also going to lead us into our second story of the day. Um, some eagle-eyed Taylor fans spotted a potential hidden message in the video. In one scene, there's a scooter next to a trash can with a number six spray painted on the wall. Fans believe it signifies Braun, Scooter Braun. In the six albums Taylor is re-recording, given Taylor's history with hidden meanings, they're likely right. Which fabulously and quite smoothly transitions us to our second story of the day. Here's the not-so-subtle way Taylor Swift shaded Scooter Braun in Ryan Reynolds' ad. It wouldn't be a Taylor Swift reveal without an Easter egg. The superstar blessed fans with a snippet of her re-recorded version of Love Story in Ryan Reynolds' new match ad on Wednesday. Wednesday, December 2nd. The funny clip shows a devilish Satan falling in love with a woman named 2020, which the actor called a, quote, match made in hell. Ah, pandemic humor. That's actually really funny. Um, but of course, this is the mastermind Taylor Swift we were talking about. So she couldn't quietly drop the first of her highly anticipated re-recordings and call it a day. No, she had to sneak in a savage reference to her feud with music manager Scooter Braun. She really is savage and I love it. After all, it was his purchase of her old big machine masters that motivated Swift to re-record her first six albums once she was contractually allowed to do so starting in November 2020. If you look closely at the match ad, Satan and his lover take a selfie in front of a literal dumpster fire. Behind them, a discarded scooter rests on the ground in front of another blue dumpster. The number six is graffitied on the wall. Behind it to symbolize the album she doesn't own yet. Oof. She really is savage. On November 16th, Taylor revealed she already started re-recording her music catalog, um, which includes the albums Taylor Swift, Fearless, Speak Now, Red 1989, and Reputation. Um, all of which are going to be amazing, of course. And I, I just... Uh, I'm so loving this Taylor moment. I mean, she's always going to be relevant in my life. And I'm so happy I grew up sort of in the era of Taylor Swift and like her catapulting to stardom. It, 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 it's just... It's fabulous, and I'm really happy for her and her success, and her masters and everything are going to be fantastic, so you go, girl. All right, our third story of the day, also from E! News, a little bit of uh, music genre news and sort of tied to Taylor Swift in some way because these are both iconic artists. Miley Cyrus, Howard Stern, Bombshells, FaceTime Sex, Sobriety, and Liam Hemsworth. Interesting. Miley Cyrus has always been an open book. I agree the 28-year-old singer looked back at the different chapters of her career during the December 2nd episode of The Howard Stern Show. From reflecting on her Disney days on talking about her new Dua Lipa collab, Prisoner, Cyrus covers it all. She also know, opened up about her personal life, including her divorce from Liam's, Hem, Liam Hemsworth and her sobriety journey. Okay, there's different categories of this interview, and I'm going to read to you the ones that sort of speak to me, and I hope that they speak to you too. Okay, on FaceTime Sex. Cyrus admitted it's been, quote, a really interesting and challenging time to meet or date people given the coronavirus pandemic. However, she's indicated she's still seeing people in other ways, as she's put it. 
I do a lot of FaceTime sex. Oh, very interesting and very modern. Okay, on her sobriety, this is really interesting. At what point, uh, the interview switched to the subject of Cyrus' sobriety. As fans will recall, Cyrus spoke about living a sober life earlier this year. Quote, it's the decision-making, Cyrus replied, when asked how hard it was to get sober. When I want to do something, I do it, and there's no question about it. So it wasn't as challenging as it can be for a lot of people. Although she noted the hardest times have been in this pandemic. I'm always truthful, Cyrus shared, and a lot of people... Uh, their sobriety broke during this time. I was one of them. Luckily, I haven't gone back to using any drugs, but I was drinking during the pandemic. Cyrus recalled how she started her own Instagram live show at the beginning of lockdown, but how that soon wore off. As she explained, the dopamine, getting up every day, seeing the viewer count go up, it didn't do it for me anymore. However, Cyrus... I love that Miley Cyrus looks at her numbers, too. My stars are just like us. However, Cyrus said she doesn't really like calling it a relapse. I call it I regress, she explained, because... It's really, for me, drinking hasn't been, that hasn't been my demon, but it does not get me going any further. If anything, it just makes me not reach my full potential, which is unacceptable to me. Like, I will not accept that for anyone or anything that causes me to not reach my fullest potential. Love that. Cyrus said, I don't consider myself an alcoholic. However, she said, I'm not living a sober life. I'm sorry. However, she said, not living a sober life has impacted her relationships. It really, really affects my relationship, she said. I'm not the best partner. I'm not the best daughter. I'm not the best sister. I can be a little unreliable. So if that's an alcoholic, if we're measuring it by how much we drink, but how we perform as a human being, then I would say alcohol is a problem for me because I'm not at my best. Love it and very uh, very honest and candid. On her divorce from Liam Hemsworth. Still, Cyrus said alcohol was not to blame for the end of her marriage to Liam Hemsworth. The pair, who were together for a decade, went in 2018, announced their split in 2019, leading them to file and finalize their divorce later that year. Uh, while they were engaged, their, Malibu, their house in Malibu burned in the California wildfires. Cyrus said she lost everything. Me being an intense person, not wanting to sit with it and not wanting to go, you know, what could be purposeful about this? Hold on. <clears throat> Excuse me. I just clung to what I had left at that house which was me and him. She said, and I really do and did love him very, very much and still do, always will. I love that. She also acknowledged there was too much conflict. When I come home, I want to be anchored by someone. She said, I don't get off on drama or fighting. Um, And then one of the most prominent parts of the interview was, of course, is, of course, the Hannah Montana years. Um, It's been almost a decade since Hannah Montana ended. Still, Cyrus hasn't forgotten the pressure she faced as a Disney Channel star. Quote, some of my audience was so attached to a character, which wasn't me, she told Stern. So then, that does a, so then that does a lot of psychological stuff where it's like, am I valuable as myself? Okay, the whole show's premise was that when I had my normal hair and looked like myself, no one gave a shit about me. But then when I got all dolled up and put a wig on, all of a sudden, you know, I'm being chased by people chasing my tour bus. So that's a lot to put on a kid to go, when you're yourself, no one gives an F. But when they go and kind of groom you to look like something else, something that you're not, and you're really young, that's a lot of makeup and, you know, wigs and all this stuff. It does something psychologically. However, she said she's not mad about it. I know how to lay down a wig like nobody else's business. That I learned. She quipped. But besides that, that was a little disinteresting to me psychologically. Very interesting. That's the end of the interview. It's very interesting and very candid, and I love Miley Cyrus. I'm also, it's, it's a true, it's a, it's a very interesting case study, sort of at all Disney Channel stars and sort of where they go post Disney, I mean, Zendaya has become a huge star uh, with Euphoria and, you know, Spider-Man and many, many other projects, but she's obviously gone into a more mature uh, subject matter with her work, which makes sense. Miley Cyrus, obviously, Bella Thorne famously is uh, very comfortable in her own skin, doing her own thing, which is great. Um, Lindsay Lohan, you know, and Hathaway, too, is a, is a Disney grad. So I think, 
yeah, when the when the limelight is on you at such a young age, when so many younger kids are looking up to you, um, I think people probably it's a lot of pressure, and I can't even imagine that kind of pressure. So it's interesting to see where people go beyond that. Into the beyond, I think you are. Um, so yeah, well, very interesting. So our fourth story of the day now. Uh, it's our fourth and fifth stories actually have to do with housewives. Two very interesting housewives stories, uh, both revolving around Beverly Hills. Our first one shocked me when I first opened my eyes this morning and I read it on my phone. I was like, oh, shoot. And it's sort of been an ongoing narrative in the news. And I mean, of course, we don't know the whole truth because we are, you know, the public and nobody knows the truth but these two individuals. And that is Erica Girardi is sued for allegedly embezzling money in divorce. Okay, um... I obviously talked about this a couple weeks ago, maybe last week. Erica and uh, Tom Girardi announced they're divorcing or they're splitting up. Um, famously, together, they're, he's a lawyer. She's, uh, you know, Erica Jane, Erica Girardi. She's on The Real Houses of Beverly Hills. Um, you know, her storyline's been a little bit quiet the past couple of years. Maybe two, three seasons. Understandable, though. She's, she's her own gal. But let's read the story and then we'll dissect. Erica and Tom Girardi's divorce is allegedly a sham, according to a new lawsuit. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star in her... Lawyer husband were sued by Edelson PC, a class action firm, on behalf of a number of Boeing plane crash victims for allegedly embezzling settlement funds ooh, uh, that were meant to help the victims of Lion Air Flight 610, per federal court documents filed on Wednesday. The suit claimed that Tom and his law firm, Girardi Keys, are on the verge of financial collapse and locked in a downward spiral of mounting debts and dwindling funds. And his, quote, need to find outrageous lifestyles for himself and his soon-to-be ex-wife Erica Jane is the reason for her spontaneous divorce filing this year. While Erica publicly filed for divorce earlier this month on information and belief that divorce is simply a sham attempt to fraudulently protect Tom and Erica's money from those that seek to collect on debts owed by Tom and his law firm, GK, the lawsuit alleged. The lawsuit claimed that this is not the first time Tom kept funds meant for his clients for himself as he, quote, continues to use that money to find his and Erica's lavish lifestyle, release personal guarantees, pay down loans, route the money to his friends and family, and satisfy other outstanding debts. Oh, my gosh. The lawsuit even cites Erica's song, Erica Jane, expensive, um, and her self-reported claims that it costs $40,000 a month for her glam, that's crazy, but I didn't know that from the show, as reasons for the need to embezzle the funds. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's just funny. Page 6 previously reported that the How Many F singer filed for divorce from her husband of 21 years in November. Um... Well, well, the article goes on. While the couple does not have a prenuptial agreement, Erica 49 asks the court to award her spouse's support from Tom 81. It is unclear if the legal drama will play out on Real Houses of Beverly Hills as production was halted last week over coronavirus concerns, which is obviously leading us to our second, uh, our fifth and final story of the day. But before I get into that, I have many, many thoughts here. Okay, how hilarious would it be? LOL hilarious, not funny, but like crazy if Erica and her husband were embezzling funds so she could get clammed up. I mean, that's just crazy absurdity. But you know what? Another day in the Real Houses of Beverly Hills. So I love it. I'm living for it. Um... Overall, I'm going to say this. I hope that everything works out for Erica because it's not fair to her. She's a girl. She's hustling. She's doing her thing. She's a great artist. She's a very talented artist, and she's very funny. She's one of my favorite housewives on the show. But I also know that there's a little bit of a, you know, diciness with Doreen and her funds, too. So I don't know. I mean, the only one who I truly believe on The Real Houses of Beverly Hills throughout the entirety of the show that, like, literally never had shady money problems were Kyle Richards and Mariso Umansky, her husband, and Lisa Vanderpump with all of her restaurants and stuff. Lisa Renna too. I think Lisa Renner is a, Lisa is a hustler. Her husband, Ari Hamlin's an actor. He made great money doing that. Who else has uh, sort of been a staple on that show? Oh, uh, Adrian Maloof is very wealthy. Uh, Camille Grammer got a huge settlement from Kelsey Grammer per their divorce. Um, I know Taylor Armstrong, you know, her, her tragically and famously, her husband 
took his own life, so I, I'm not sure where she was left financially, but it's tough. But here's the thing. If you, to, if you go on to a Housewives franchise, just know that all your skeletons are coming out of the closet. And, like, the more people publicize their wealth and opulence on Instagram or social media or whatever, people are going to look into that. And people that may be uh, alleged victims of whatever is going on here, they're going to see Erica's Instagram that, oh, this girl is rich. Like, her husband is giving her a Ferrari. They live in a nice-ass house in Pasadena. Like, all this stuff. So just be really careful. And, you know, we're living in the age of COVID, and, like, nobody wants to show off. Nobody likes to show off. I understand the Real Houses of Beverly Hills are, like, it's glitz and glam, and the Kardashians are glitz and glam, but the Kardashians don't do it in a way that's, like, very ostentatious. It's literally who they are to their core. Same with, like, Lisa and Kyle. I mean, Erica, too, but I don't know. I just hope everything gets sorted out. I hope Erica's okay, and I hope Tom's okay, because this is very stressful, and the man's getting up there in years. 81 years old so let's 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 take care of them okay now we lead ourselves to our fifth and final story of the day i'm going to pull it up here on my computer because when i switch over to my phone the story is on my phone it literally shuts out of the app i don't know why um but it also has to do with real houses beverly hills and it's like quite a shocking story and it's like literally beside myself when i read it but it actually quite honestly makes sense so real houses of beverly hills star kyle richards kathy hilton and dorit kemsley all have covid very sad but i hope that they'll recover the covid concerns pausing production on real houses of beverly hills run way deeper than an infected crew member we learned several cast members also the virus. Sources with direct knowledge tell TMZ, Kyle, Kathy, and Dorit have also tested positive for COVID-19. We're told they're all recovering at home and none of the women had serious symptoms. The series started filming its new season toward the end of October, and our sources say they were, there were safety protocols in place, including tests and temperature checks, but that couldn't stop a COVID outbreak from impacting production. It's very true, you guys. The virus, regardless of how safe everyone is being, COVID really, it's, it's a very... Uh, what is the word? You can't really contain it. And the words of Miley Cyrus can't be contained. I can't be tamed. Can't be tamed. Um, as you know, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills shut down production last week after a crew member tested positive for the virus. Turns out, even if the crew member was COVID-free, production would have to shut down because nearly half the stars contracted the virus. Our sources say Kyle, Kathy, and Dorit did not have direct, did not have, did not contract COVID on set, but Kathy and Kyle were hanging out together after all their sisters and Dorit was along for the ride. We're told all three ladies are in the end stages of the virus and should be okay. Well, that's great. That's a relief. Anybody who's recovering from this vicious disease, I, I pray for it. I'm very happy to hear because obviously we know this virus has taken the lives of so many, which is tragic and heartbreaking. Um, you know, even with the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines coming, you still got to be really careful, you guys. And I say at the end of every episode, wear a mask, wash your hands, and social distance. Stay home. Only see the people that you really need to see. Um, so, yeah, those are my five stories of the day. Really good stories today. This was a good Thursday. A lot of uh, gossip and juice. It's like literally our own personal gossip girl. I'm really loving it. Um, what am I going to say? Yeah, uh... I'm so excited for the Taylor Swift music to come out. I'm going to probably go through and listen to all of my Taylor Swift music now. I'm going to Taylor kick. Uh, I hope the housewives are all better. I hope every, everybody who's working this time and putting themselves at risk, just be careful, you know? Just really be careful and, and only do things that are practical and necessary to, excuse me, the support of your family financially and whatnot. Don't risk it. Don't risk hurting people because it's a bad um, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Andrew Dimitri, the Mr. Pop Culture. You can stream my podcast, The Mr. Pop Culture, on Apple, Spotify, Castbox Radio, Radio Public, Google Podcast, um, iTunes, the podcast app on the iPhone, basically anywhere podcast stream. Thank you so much. I love you all so much. I'll be back with y'all on Friday. Bye bye.